0: A, uh, it's a beautiful and a fun thing when I don't really feel like I need to teach because uh, you've been doing it. And I just, I, More than teach you stuff this morning, I, I want to help you realize and process what you already have been practicing and, and doing. Thanks for sharing and just being involved and, and putting your stuff out there, putting your heart out there and, and exposing that to the rest of us. That's just, that's just that was great. That was that was so cool to hear those things and to hear the God sightings and be encouraged and be able to worship along with you. So, um, but we've 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 talked about lots of things in the last seven days. Uh, we've talked about the nature of worship. Uh, we've talked about the kind of, of worshipers the Father is seeking. We've talked about some of the costs of worship. Um, we've we've talked about some of the freedoms and some of the ways that we can worship. And we've kind of experimented and grown in those um, and and. The question for me is like, so what now? Like, what's next? How should we live now? What are we going to do going forward from here? What, what's our, what's what's life going to look like? When, and what are our gatherings going to look like? Um, because there's really not, like you know, a, a magic pill that you know that one thing can really fix any issues, any shortcomings, any lack that you're having. Um, it's it's. I have this I have this belief in value when when about the about the body of Christ and that's this is that we are people who follow Christ together and that's and that's that's pretty much it we we follow Christ together and and everything else is negotiable everything else is just you know likes it's just whatever it is and and by follow Christ together i mean that that, that we that we follow that means that we that we're going somewhere we're not just the same as we were yesterday you know if you look back a year from now a year a year before now and you were exactly the same as you are now, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're following at a really slow pace. <laughs> but, but as 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 Christ followers, we're going somewhere. We're moving somewhere. We're we're changing. You know, we're going from glory to glory. There's this movement forward. But it's not, you know, it's 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 not just what the latest church is doing or what the latest craze is doing. Or it's not that we you know. It's not the latest and greatest whatever. It's it's centered around someone. It's centered around Christ. Our following is all about being centered on, on Christ. It's, it's having Him in the middle, having God as our focus. As you know, we're we're not the uh, God's not a sal- satellite to us, right? He doesn't rotate and, and and go around. We're we're the satellite to God. He's at the middle. I'm God's satellite. I just I keep going around. I'm moving, but it's around Christ. And it's and we have to do those two things. We have to follow Christ. In ways that bring us together, in ways that join our hearts together, in ways that honor each other, in ways that show that we're true disciples, that we love. You know, that's one of the big marks of being disciples, do you love each other, right? So, so following Christ together means that we are following, we're moving, it's around Christ, and we're doing it in ways that bring us together. Now outside of that, everything else is negotiable, right? We can talk about it, we can, we can choose what we're doing, but here's what I'm saying. In in all of this, and this is how this kind of fits in. You are the church. Amen. This isn't your church. This is Christ's church. I will build my church, He said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This is this. There there is this is you are the church. You know you can, you can go ahead and stop going to church because you're it. You are church, and if. If, if, if it's if it's his church that that he is building us if he's building us as his church what is his blueprint? what is his blueprint for us for church what should it look like what should we look like and and so I'm just going to kind of take us through scripturally and and you've already experienced a lot of this this morning and we'll just kind of oh that's so this is what it looks like that's great this is a, a place to start from a place to go from um, so, in, in the in the in the scripture, there's a under under the the, the heading of good order and worship found in 1 Corinthians 14:26. So we'll read uh, three different versions of this um, to kind of get get God's perspective on uh, on on good order of worship. So here's here's the first the first version. So this is 1 Corinthians 14:26. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you hath a, a song? hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. different version says, What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn, or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church might be built up. Or finally, so here's what I want you to do. When you gather together for worship, each of you, each one of you, be prepared with something that will be useful for all. Sing a hymn. Teach a lesson. Tell a story. Lead a prayer. Provide an insight. And I just There's this theme of, of, of thankful participation. There's this theme of, of preparedness. It's a theme of I've come to give. I've come to offer. I've come to worship. I've come to give, right? And uh, so let me, let me just have us reflect on this. Um, what is it that, that, that in our worship services, if you look at this as kind of a, of a blueprint, right? His word is, is a good blueprint for what we do as his church. So what, what, is, what are the things that we've been doing and we've known to do as we've gathered as church that reflect this blueprint? And this is not rhetorical. I like your participation. God's sightings. Like what, we did today. what we did today, sharing God's sightings. Mm-hmm. Was anybody encouraged by that? Yeah. Was the Lord honored by that? Yeah. What else? What else that we do that reflects this? We sing hymns. And 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 <laughs> that's good.
1: <laughs>
0: Check. I like. I like, I, like the, I like the word, I like the phrase, songs of the church. You know, the, the whole pigeonhole of hymns and choruses and worship and modern worship, whatever, man. The church has been around for a long time, and we have lots of songs that belong in the church. Today's rock and roll belongs there, and yesterday's hymns in the 50s and 200 years ago, they belong there. That's, it's us expressing our hearts, and God has breathed on that through the whole scope of the church. Nobody threw anything at me. That's good. <laughs> I said rock and roll was good, and nobody was like hey, you.
2: <laughs>
0: cool. So we we sing things together. That's in there. That's good. What else? What else do we do? We teach children's church. We teach children's church. Yes. Which will be next we teach a lesson, <laughs> <laughs> which my children good. are particularly sad <laughs> by, <laughs> but. <by. laughs> Somebody's taking care of the little ones? Yep. Tell me about that. So we can pay attention. So we can pay attention. Older ones. Yep. So we're So we can learn <laughs> and they're learning too. Yeah. Yeah, so we 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 use our gifts, right? Everybody the uh, two two verses back I might have said this before, but everyone each of us has given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets involved and everyone benefits. That's a huge deal about the church. We 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 walk in our gifts. So what else? Sunday school. Mm-hmm. We get lessons taught. We get lessons learned. Right? What else? Yeah. yeah. So there's there's stories, but there's also coupled with that story or experience, there's insight about that. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing to say I did this. You're like. Okay. But it's another thing to say, I did this, and this is what I feel like God was showing me through that. You know? But that other half is really important, That insight part, the revelation part. It's like, oh, oh now we're learning. Now we're, now we're able more fully to glorify the Lord in that. What else? Yeah. The talking head at the front. Just kidding. <laughs> That's me right now. Prayer. Lead, prayer? lead a prayer, yeah. When we so do you how do you how do you pray in church? What do you how does that look? <laughs> Different ways? What are some of the ways we pray in church? I just just get specific and practical. That's, we have our heads sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we gather in smaller
3: groups where we're encouraged to like, you know, gather with four or five people around you and then give in something specific to pray for mm-hmm. or share with each other and pray for each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're taught to, to lay our hands on, on each other, and pray and anoint, yep, pray in small groups.
2: What's prayer? Prayer is communication. I believe, I mean, from what I was taught, maybe I was a little on up, I don't know, but prayer is communication with the Lord, to Him and from Him. So our prayer was our singing. Our prayer was... The God settings that we have had, because that was, it's exhorting the Lord, it was to the Lord, but it was also here in the body. It's also times that we just, we have prayed for Tina's friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what is prayer? Like I try to, I, okay, I, we gather together, my kid, we pray before we go to bed. They always do their one-liners, or whatever. But I say, what is, what are we, we're telling the Lord. Well, we're communicating with the Lord, I'm hearing from him. So, yeah, pray, Our lead a prayer. What what's exactly does it mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think we've covered, I mean, we did a lot of different prayers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That conversation can take a lot of different shapes, you know? And and, and sometimes it's, it's, when we get together, it looks like me praying, and just individually nobody's even to hear me. It's kind of inside my heart, and I'm just praying to the Lord. Sometimes I'm praying out. And sometimes prayer as a gathering means that I'm leading something I'm saying okay let's pray together with this yeah. and that's how we're we're experiencing some of that good order in worship yeah Yeah, I think, that, I think that, that ties into some of the, the spirit and truth. It's got to be real for you. And I, I, I love, I love ex, ex, one of the reasons I love experimenting is just exploring different ways and keeping things new. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the best way for me to focus and pray is by doing this. My eyes are closed and my head is bowed. And sometimes I'm much better focused when I have my head raised to, to heaven. Like Jesus would, would often pray, you know, he would raise raises his eyes to the heavens and pray. This is his posture, right? And sometimes on our knees, it just means something more. Sometimes, have you ever prayed when you're driving? Don't do either of those. (laughs) Eyes are open, looking straight ahead. Come on now. (laughs) Is that a green light or a red? I'm not sure. Oh, help me, Lord. Open your eyes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that, that balance that brings to that perspective. I, I'm talking a lot about the, the what we do, right? The, what, the things that we bring to the table. We, and it's kind of to make the point that just sitting here and not engaging, we're missing out on a lot of things. But there is a huge component that it's not our doing, that it's the Holy Spirit that does things that we're like, oh, wow, I didn't even, wow, God, you're amazing, of course. You're, and that's his, his part of it. So that's really that's sort of appreciate that that balance for that. Um, so are, are there things that you know that as you look at this, maybe we should change about that, that should be different about about our gatherings, or maybe even thinking about this about how, how we plan our gathering. You know, if 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 there's such a this 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 communal, everybody bringing stuff, thankful preparation. I, I love that it says, you know. Each one of you to be prepared with something that will be useful for all. Um, you know, how should our planning be done? Just even practically think about like, the mechanics of our services. How should, our, should the planning be done by one person or maybe by two people? I mean, should it be like 20? Like, what should that planning look like? You know, how, can we, how can we all be a part of, of that organism and that event that we're getting together? And it's not necessarily a simple answer, but it's something to think about. Like, what, is, what should that look like? You know, if if I if there's like, you know, three people primarily responsible to kind of plan the, the service, if you will, how should I, as one of those people, be really engaging to the rest of the body? You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's times where I'm planning a worship set, and I feel a little bit odd sitting in my room by myself planning songs. Like, I just want to, maybe I could just talk to somebody on the phone and just kind of have have church because you know two or more are gathered in his, in his name right, um, and and so so it's just something to think about you know maybe our planning should should have that and you know thinking about how many voices should be heard it's always to me I I I value leadership and I think it's important when we gather it'd be kind of chaotic if there if there wasn't any leadership right, but but I, I often wonder it's like if if I hear one or two people primarily as the voices that are heard as we gather I'm like. Ah, it was okay, but there's more. I feel like there's more, and the and the more voices that we have, like this morning, was just was really beautiful. I love that that wide spectrum of of people involved, and and, and our voices heard. It just feels like ah, oh, there's the body, you know. I kept seeing just an arm all day. It was just an arm, and it was a good arm, you know. But it was just an arm, and there's there's more to the body. So let me um. Let me move us forward um, to, to think about some of the things that, because you know these things, I know these things, but there's still times where we, where we come and we miss out on, on this thought of everyone bringing something. There's, there's enemies of this all-play worship. And so let's, let's talk about those for a second. The first enemy is autopilot. <laughs> autopilot, and I love the dictionary definition of this word. It says, acting without conscious thought because of tiredness, shock, or familiarity with the task being performed, <laughs> autopilot acting without conscious thought because of tiredness, shock, or familiarity with the, the task being performed, and this one, this one will kill. I mean, like God's got to like knock us off of our, our autopilot, you know, or else like we'll just we'll miss that. You know, you just come in, you just you know what to do. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that if I'm thinking program- programmatically about how to plan for a gathering, I try to mix things up just because I know how I am, <laughs> and I know how you guys are, you get on autopilot. You like routine. Routine is good. Routine keeps us kind of, there's a, there's a, a certain value to that. But there's also something that, that, that when, it, when it turns from routine to autopilot, and we just, like, we check out, we miss it. And so that's that's one of the things, and, and we'll, we'll talk in a little bit about, about how to... Get out of the, of automobile. How how to combat that? The next thing is consumerism, which, again, a very interesting de- uh, definition for it is the promotion of the consumer's interests. You know, it's the radio station W I I F M. Right? What's in it for me? Um, it's it's um, it's what do I like? It's what will I get out of it? You know, and it's it's kind of like a you, you, we we come in sometimes with with the with the we would never say this, but with with the the mind perspective saying. Um, uh, server, can, you, can I get some mayo on that? Because I would like, like some mayo. That'd be great. Like, that's kind of, you know, I hope they do this. I hope it sounds like that. I hope we get to do this. I, we had this, like, this mentality that we're, that we're consumers, you know, because that's, that's the culture we live in. If you've watched two minutes of TV, you know that. Or surf the web for a second. Um, we are we're consumers. Everything is, is kind of, is kind of um, for us, catered to us. Um, I mean, if you think Google... When you search Google stuff, do you know that not everybody sees the same results? It, it learns where you go and what kinds of things you like. And it's, it's good marketing. I mean, they're doing an amazing job with it, but it's kind of scary marketing too. But it's, but it's, it's all tailored to me. And so I'm, I get different results than you guys do. Anyway, <clears throat> and I, I love thinking about this. Who does not love a potluck? A potluck. You guys call it something different? Potluck, a fellowship meal. Now, the classic fellowship meal, last week, you guys make some of the food, right, the church makes some of it, and the, the, everybody else brings some of the rest of it. Classic potluck, right, everybody brings something, and that's what everybody else eats. Now, confession time, have you ever showed up at potluck and you didn't bring anything? Yes. Right, right? <laughs> of course, we all know that. And that's fine, and that's, that's kind of an expression of the body, and it's beautiful. But what would happen if we all did that? You'd be pretty hungry, like, ah, you get a cracker. You'd be out of luck. You'd be out of luck. Pot out of luck. <laughs> Pot out of luck. Wow. Pizza.
2: We have a new, a new
0: phrase.
1: Pizza.
0: That's right. So, but that's a lot of, a lot of the same, same thing is true with worship. If you guys show up here without anything to give, the people serving the food up here are going to have a tough time. And you guys are going to be pretty hungry unless you start bringing something. And the good news is, it's in your heart. And it, you just flip the switch, turn it on, and let, let the river start to flow out of you, right? But, but we come in kind of with this, like, well, I hope there's enough food for all of us because I didn't bring anything mentality. And we get that in, in, into a, a, a rhythm and a routine and saying, well, I hope the worship team is good today because I really need something. So, no, man, <laughs> take responsibility for your own life. You are the church. Yeah, right. Bring it. Bring what's in your heart. Come on, let, let it overflow. The next one is this, performance. I mean, should it feel like a performance when we come together and worship? I'll say, well, maybe it depends on who it's for, you know? And that's if you're for each other or if, if, if the worship team is performing and they're thinking it's for you, there's probably something that's going to be off in that. Um, <clears throat> if, if God is the audience, then, then I, I can be performing, in a sense, for him because I'm offering what's in my heart for him. But I think it's important to, to kind of think about something and, and stop for a second, because a lot of us, especially in this culture, in this church culture, there's a lot of um, performance-based acceptance. Especially, you know, Lancaster County, you guys... It wasn't until I moved here that I, that I got a clue about what a work ethic was. You, you fellows and, and fellow-eans know how to work. I mean, you don't mess around. I, I just... You know, I'm thinking like eight hours a day. That's kind of like that's pushing it. It Should be like seven and three quarters, and like ten hour days. That's normal, man. And you just, you work six days a week, and you just do it. Like, be crazy, man. You know, I mean, I remember I come from Costa Rica. There's a thing called the siesta, right? <laughs> I mean, we we chill. We we chill I remember going to to the beach one time, and it took me about a day and a half to slow down to that that cultural vibe. I mean, it's just like. It's, it's a different thing, but, but part of, so, so there's value in that being able to work, right? I mean, you guys can accomplish some stuff. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's okay to be happy about that. It's good. That's, that's a gift from the Lord. Sometimes what can happen is that we begin to equate what we do with who we are, right? We, we get to value, start saying, well, I can, I'm okay if you like what I did. I'm okay if I accomplished this. And and that's when that enters into worship, this starts getting real weird because we're here to offer, we're here to perform for the Lord, we're here to, to offer what's in our hearts. And this this performance thing, if we start getting getting like, well, maybe if I sing and raise my hands, God will love me. Is where that where that goes to. And that's just let me let me share with you how how crazy that, that idea is. Cause because you know, well let's just look at this. Before we, before we knew Jesus, we were, just, we were out there, we were lost. And we, you know, we didn't have a clue, we were, we were a, apart from the Father, there was a separation between us and God. We were lost, lost. But then, God did something. He changed the whole thing. And His mercy drew us to the Father. The Father drew us, and He, and he drew us to His covenant, of love with him, and it was a beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it it changed everything, right? Like I used to be a sinner in the miry clay, stuck and dead. On my best day, I was stuck and dead. And the Father came in His mercy, and He seated me in the heavenly places with Christ. And by His, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I mean, woo! It's really amazing, right? But by His grace, He He He. He adopted us and called us sons and daughters. He gave us a brand new identity. We are new creatures in Christ. Yeah? yeah. This is good news, man. This is the gospel here. And because of that, that good news, he created us in Christ Jesus for what? To do good works. For obedience. So because we are his son and his daughter, he created us for those good works to do. To the, to the, to the, uh, the pleasure of his good will. And, and there's a beautiful thing when we, when we kind of follow Christ in, in this way. We, we're drawn to him by his, by his mercy. In his grace, he identifies us. He gives us our identity as who we are. He says, you are my son. You are my daughter. And then we get to start walking in obedience and, and, and doing the things that we're created for, the giftings. And the problem is that sometimes we try to go the other, the other way around, <clears throat> And we, start, we come to the Father, and then we start looking at the law and says, what should we do? Oh, let's obey that, right? We come to the Father, and we say, what does the law say? I mean, the law is there for a purpose, but what does the law say? Then we come and we start obeying. And the trouble with that is that then what we end up doing is we start obeying to become a son or a daughter. We go that direction, we seek the law, we obey, and then we, we, and we try to get close to the Father by our... By our and like we, we say things like, hopefully one day I'll be a good Christian. Hopefully one day I'll, I'll be able to follow God like, like I, I need, like God. And maybe he'll accept me, you know, if I do enough, if I live enough, if I say the right things, if I worship long enough, maybe he'll actually like me if I sing loud enough at church. And that's just crazy because of lots of different things because really the law is, is there, but but Jesus came and... And fulfilled the law for us. <laughs> he took the penalty for us. And he says, No, listen, I'm standing in the way, and now you're my son, now you're my daughter. And you might think, well, is this, is this actually in the in the scripture, this kind of this kind of model? And just think for a second. Jesus goes and is being baptized by, by John, right? In the river, in the Jordan. And He's there, and he's being baptized, in this voice from heaven. His father says to him, "This is my son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him." Right? You, you remember that story? Yeah. So, so you know. Tell me, how many people had he raised from the dead at that point? Was it um, uh, oh, just none. That's right. Uh, how many people had he had he healed? How many people? How, how much how much how much wine had he made out of water? Right? Yeah, not even a, a cup. Um, how. Listen, Jesus had, hadn't even started his ministry. He was just at the beginning. He was he was brand new. He was he hadn't done nothing. And his father said, This is my son, and I am pleased with him. And 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 I can, you know, it was like he he gave him this approval thing. He called him a son before he had done, before he had obeyed these and done these things, these these miracles. It wasn't like, well, this is my son. He's, he's new at this. Give him a shot. I think he's really going to turn out to be something amazing. Maybe. We'll see how he does. No, no. He said, this is my son, and I am well pleased. And I, I believe there's something in that about, about the way things work. See, I, on some level, Jesus was empowered to do what he did because of who he was. And some of that was what he got from his father and what his father said about him. His father said, you're my son, and I am well pleased. And there's just there's something super powerful in that. Um, C.J. Mahaney explains this in, in his book, The Cross-Centered Life. He says, Legalism is seeking to achieve forgiveness from God and acceptance by God through obedience to God. In other words, a legalist is anyone who believes as, as if they can earn God's approval and forgiveness through personal performance. So, Back to this idea of performance and worship. If we try to come to the Lord, again, trying to do good works, because he said we're supposed to lift our hands, we're supposed to do the praise thing, you know, we're supposed to do all those, the, the Yadah and the Todah and the Barak and the, all those words for praise, we're, we're supposed to praise the Lord, and we come to God trying to earn something, trying to earn sonship or daughtership from that, it's all going to be mixed up and we're going to get, um, you know, if, if, if I... If, my, if, if I work at being obedient through the law, I'll try to define my identity by my good works. I'll say things like, you know, I'm a worship leader. I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. I'm a Sunday school teacher. Like, that's who I am. I'm filling fill your own blank for what your identity is. I'm a, you know, steel worker. I'm a farmer. I'm a whatever. And, and, and there's truth to that, but identity wise, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. He has called me. He has accepted me before I do anything. And, when that, and and if we can keep that out of worship and we can just come as sons and daughters, it suddenly gets a lot less weird. Because people who are, are trying to perform for approval get kind of weird, right? Don't we? I mean, I think we all do that on, on some level. Um, we, we try to, to earn our, our, our okayness. And, and God has said, no, you're my son, you're my daughter, and I'm pleased with you. Now you can obey me out of that. And it's beautiful. Because if I pursue obedience before knowing my identity, my good works or my obedience become my identity rather than who the Father says I am. So let's come back to the idea of of the autopilot and the consumerism and the performance. And I want you to to help me and and help each other out by just answering these couple couple things. What, What can you do to fight autopilot? What have you done? Because you now that you've seen this, you say, oh, yeah, I, I know. I've, I know when I come in here and I'm just like, you know, muddling through and not even aware of what's going on. And suddenly something clicks and it happens and I realize something and I switch. You know that switch? To get off of autopilot. So what, what do you guys do? Because I, I think it's good for us to hear each other in our journey. What is it? How do you do that? Did you hear that? Because it's 11:30 right now. get bored <laughs> yeah no longer getting so so the way things were led there was a sense of space there was a sense of hey listen first of all we don't need to get through our agenda we need to hear what god is saying and do that it's not like legalistic it's just like this is what we're going to do and there's that sense of that from leadership and there was a sense of that then from the congregation saying you know what we can be okay with that and we're going to go with that but let me let me let me talk have us talk about this board thing i've been bored in church before have you I've been excited and blown away and like, whoa, have you? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. So, Because otherwise, why are you here, man? Because it's got to be good sometimes, right? What do you do when you're bored? Like seriously, what do you do when you're bored, huh? Play with your phone? What do you do when you're bored and you want to connect? <laughs> Let me clarify the question. But actually, sometimes sometimes if I like think about something else and then come back, I can more fully engage, but that's... If you're ADD like me, then okay. See, <laughs> there you go. And so, so, so if someone if somebody is playing on their phone, it might not mean that they're that they're disinterested. They're maybe trying to have enough stimulus so that they can pay attention. It's true. Yes. Okay, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you get in the judgment mode and say, "Hey, why is he playing with that phone?" Should be listening. Maybe he is. Maybe he's reading his Bible in front. Yes, yes. that's what I do. So, what else? So, so, if you're bored, if you're on autopilot, how do you get yourself out of that? Huh? Recon- how do you reconnect? Make a change.
3: Do something
0: different. Do something different. Go to the bathroom. Go to the
1: bathroom. <laughs> hey,
0: man. <laughs> Ask God to help you focus more. You focus more. Mm-hmm. What else? Like, for
1: instance,
2: you hear
0: that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seriously, doing something different is a good... I mean, some guys say, you know, just every morning do something a little bit... Like, some guys walk backwards to the refrigerator in the morning just to, like, get yourself out of your own routine and just that little action. Seriously, it actually helps your brain go somewhere else because we get into ruts. That's what we like to do. What else? Like... One or two more things on, on the autopilot. Yeah. Like, if I'm sitting in church and I'm bored, like,
3: I'll try to take notes or draw pictures or something. And like, it'll look like I'm not really paying attention, but I am. Like, it just helps me to focus better. Yeah.
1: I close my eyes
0: and it, you know, sometimes I thought, are well, gonna you know, I sit up front, they're gonna think I'm asleep. But I'm not. I'm I'm trying to reconnect with the Lord. I'm trying to get back into that, you know, mm-hmm. vertical Yeah. So I'm not sleeping. <laughs> Unless my head starts doing that. Oh. Alright, I slept a little bit. Yeah, and just I don't know if, if anybody's noticed where I've sat every every time I've been here the last week, it's never been the same place. I, j- I just I'm not I'm not picking on anybody or or all of you. Were you over there last
3: night?
0: yeah, I was over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just just different perspective. I'm just saying, if I if 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 you need to get off of autopilot, that might help you. Cool. So next thing, consumerism. How do you get out of the, uh, the well, it, and before, before I go to that, I, one thing that I do is, and especially, especially as far as like singing time, is sometimes I, I go ahead and take, take the thing that's around my neck and I lead myself in worship. Like, come on, little sheep. Come on, you need to go worship the Lord. Come on. Just, just go. Just go do it. Like, I don't need anybody else to do that for me. I could just do that myself. I'm, I'm going to take responsibility for myself. The worship team might, you know, just kind of blitz in, and I didn't even get any kind of leadership that was helpful for me, or I don't like the song, or they're doing it too long, or whatever. You know what? I, I have, I have, I'm a sheep. I have a little, a little, what do you call it? A little chain or something. I can lead myself around and take responsibility for myself. It's maybe not a, the best picture, but, but I'm going to take responsibility for myself. Okay, and that's. That's something good for us to do, you know. Whether or not somebody is leading us, be proactive in your own stuff, in your own worship. All right, I'll keep going. Consumerism, what's in it for me? What? What? Uh, how do you? How do you fight that? How do you fight coming just to get, just to like it? You get out of it what? So you? So you come to put something into it? usually true. There's the god factor and he overwhelms us sometimes When we didn't have anything on our radar right screen and we were just a mess and we just come in at the potluck, didn't have anything and we still got to eat plenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we had a broken heart maybe. But we had a broken heart, yeah. Yeah. So so again, please please hear that that balance because we do need to come to I mean that's one thing. You know, if I if I come thinking I need to come and give to serve to love somebody, my worship experience is different because of that. Because you know, I'm not thinking, give me, give me. I'm thinking, who can I serve? Oh, and now I can serve the Lord. Great. What else? What else? How do you have to get off of a uh, consumeristic mindset? Yeah. Well, I think in myself, like, in my commitment to yourself or whatever, like, it's making that choice. Even if I don't feel like raising my hand, like, Lord, I'm here. Reach me somehow. Yeah. I'm always amazed at how, how I forget this, but my body is connected to my soul and my spirit. <laughs> Thank you for the duh laugh, right? Sometimes, if I want to get my heart and my, my soul and my mind, my spirit connected to the Lord, if I do something with my body, it changes things. You know, this has suddenly activated me in a way that this just didn't. You know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying anything about what it should look like. I'm just saying moving using your body somehow will get you engaged in some way. So that's good. What one more thing? Well,
3: I'm thinking of in both these things, preparation, like before now that's something that we have to all individually account for on our own. But like just spending time with God and I guess with the I'm like what's in it for me. Like spending time with him and just you know reminding ourselves daily of what he has done for us and just through his word you know taking time to listen to him or see things around you like even you, when you're driving you see creation or whatever and just constantly be in that mindset but I that's difficult to in some ways hold each other accountable in that but just the challenge to come from the overflow of what we've experienced and in that way be prepared and kind of the same with the autopilot as well you know it has to prior to coming together and how do you cultivate that yeah and again like without holding a stick over each other and judgment say well did you spend time with the Lord? you know and that can become legalistic as well but you know i find myself i'm able to definitely have things flow out of me especially towards my kids you know when i spend more time or spend time with the lord just even as five minutes what he has made us to be you know through him Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if we don't take that time we're not going to really be able to come even if we put a hand up it's not you know you know what I'm saying like it's not necessarily going to engage our heart it has to come from that relationship
0: yeah yeah I mean we are I mean this is like (laughs) obviously we're connected to the people that we are the rest of the week right we are who we are the whole week, and if we're if we're consumers, if we're autopilot people, if we're um, uh, performers all week, it's going to be tough to, you know. Like, thankfully Heather's not in the room, so I can tell this story. But I, I've often thought, you know, she is here. She can probably hear me though. That's great because I see Astrid back there. You know, sometimes I think about should I should I stop at the at the uh, fast food joint, or not? Yeah. I hadn't had dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how do you know? <laughs> uh, all right, let's pray. <laughs> you know, I, I put I put at this point we're switching this around, but I put I put the receipts in, you know, for our bills and everything in the computer. And um, what you looking for? Oh, he's over in the back room. He's in the back room back there in the library. Um, you know, and, and and when I come home with a with a, a bag that's empty and it's all crumpled up, and I throw it in the trash, sometimes I think, well, you know, it doesn't really matter if I try to sneak it into the trash and put other stuff on top of it, or if I just leave it on top, because because she'll know if I've been eating out she can see the effects. I'll let the, I'll let the, I'll let the application... She just clear a room for you. Thank you. I'll let the application slowly drift over you as, you as you think about how you spend the rest of your week and if you're this, this kind of person outside of here, what you'll look like in here and how we'll know that. So performance. How can I get off of the uh, the performance mindset or perspective? And this will be our clo- our close up.
4: I was thinking about the way we structure our auditorium, maybe we need to put the band in the back or put them in the, 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 the orchestra pit. Good.
0: <laughs> <You> can... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've had dreams where I've led worship from the back of the church. (laughs) What would you guys think about that? Awkward. Awkward? A good switch. (laughs) Just make it easy. Just turn the chairs around. (laughs)
3: uh,
0: You could suspend it from the (laughs) ceiling.
1: I probably wouldn't like it to be (laughs)
0: true. Hey, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, no, I, a, good, a good leader once said, um, you know, if you're trying to fix the roof, make sure the ladder you're standing on to get up to the roof is still on something firm. You know, and if you, do, if you change everything, you're kind of like, you know, leaving yourself nowhere to stand to, to make the changes that need to happen. So you, there is a balance of, you know, but it could be something that you do twice a year. Just say, you know what, this is the year that we, that we specifically don't want to be performers and we don't want to think the, the worship band is a performing band and the worthy audience, so we're just going to turn the chairs around today. And I want you to do that right now, kind of thing, you know. Like, if they're unhooked. You can unhook them beforehand, and then everybody can turn no, their own chair around. Don't look at you. Are you the, <laughs> me, so I, I mean, I could do this. This is a kind of awkward. Well, you're talking. well,
3: I'm thinking, I mean, okay, that's a good analogy, and maybe I'm a little territorial in that sense, because I have to be a professional time. But it's not just about, it. it's performance in your head, like, what are you doing it for? And Mm-hmm. Again, that like can overflow from your relationship. So if you're coming and either your performance mentality does not allow you to do anything because you're worried about whatever, and you talked about that, like getting over the fear of man, basically, yes. or you think, well, I have to do this because everybody else is putting their hands up, or the instructor, whoever was up there, said, okay, everybody raise their hands in this part of the song. You know, you feel kind of guilty, like, I don't raise my hands. People are going to think, well, something's wrong with you. you know, but again, it's like, as you were doing that triangle you know, realizing who we are as sons and daughters. And how are you going to do that? I mean, this is part of it, yeah. but, you know, again, cultivating your relationship and whatever way that is, you know, yeah, whatever it looks like. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. that's, to me, how I can get out of the performance. Mode cause it, and I know, OK, like, my brother, who is younger than me, him and I used to do singing together at church for special music, they called it, where I grew up. And, there was times that and I I was playing the keyboard and we were singing together that I messed up and I would like almost stop the whole song. <laughs> we were kids. But I was like you know, or do something like to point it out that I just messed up and he's like, Don't do that like he was like just keep singing and he would just keep belting it out and he's like, You don't have to do that. And it was because I was such in a performance mode, you know, just yeah. because that's the way I was brought up that I know different times that we've screwed up, you know, and nobody knows. <laughs> you know, we point it out. You know, and here when we have um, some of the kids will do dancing with us on a team. And I would say, you know, if you mess up, just keep going. Like, just look at everybody else and you'll pick up into the next point. Because if you don't, like, that develops that performance mentality where then you're going to be so obvious. And God's not looking at that. Like, God yeah. is just accepting whatever. And it's, again, based in your heart, not you know, whether I'm doing it. Through, I mean, yeah, you want to look orderly in a sense, you don't know, want to be flambling around, knocking people <laughs> out. But, um, if you don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It has to be in your heart, and so whether it's you're up front or whether you're sitting here, it's we're all struggling with it. No yeah, what. yeah. And you know, it can hold you back, or it can you know really help you to come out and be able to just love the Lord in a free way. That you know. Yeah. You said
0: you were going to do flags the other night. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I. Well, anyway, Sorry, to... no, that's okay. Um, well, let's take something out of that real quick. Ready? It's, it's, it's how we handle mistakes looks different if we're worshiping yeah. or if we're performing. Yeah. Right? How we handle a mistake, because we all make mistakes. We all sing off tune and we all, like you know up here, we all play the wrong thing and whatever. It happens all the time. But how we handle that looks different. Right. Right? There's just this, hey, look, I'm just worshiping. What? I screwed up. I'll try to do better next time. Yeah. What? It wasn't for you anyway. What? I'm worshiping the Lord. Yeah? any anyone else yeah So it could be that 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 you know one of the markers is or one of the tests is how you handle mistakes. The other one might be, are you experiencing disappointment in what was presented? You know, can can tell you where your heart is. In yeah. I was sensing a
2: counter to the autopilot is to really allow the pilot to fly up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. When you started saying that, it reminded me of the bumper sticker. You know, it says, "If God is your co-pilot, switch seats." Yeah.
3: Yes. Like, God is my pilot.
0: You know. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Awesome. Well, kind of what the way I wanted to to end our time today is, is by by singing a song together, singing a song kind of over you, and then at the end, there's um a declaration that i want us to sing together it says you make all things new yes you make all things new and i will follow you forward kind of as our as our way of saying together as a body saying you know what yes god whatever the, the things that you're teaching us the things that you want us to move in the the boxes that you want us to get out of the the, the experiences you want us to have we just we say yes we don't know what it looks like but we want to, we want to be in that posture of saying yes god we'll follow you forward is that would you be into to declare that together? That's awesome. All right. Um, if you want you can stand up on the, that bridge. In you, all things are made new, I surrender my life to Christ, I'm moving, I'm not looking back. we will follow you forward. Do it like that again, yeah. You make all things new. Yes, you make all, and we will, and we will follow you.
4: Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, we, we continue to be on this journey. And, you know, we are going through some times of transition here within this congregation. And we, we anticipate what God has done without, without forgetting what has been behind and what He has already done. So as we continue on this journey, we do make this declaration that we will continue to follow. We will continue to follow Him. Where He leads us, we will go. Lord, I just pray a blessing upon each one here that has come and been a part of a, this service here this morning, Lord. I pray that as we leave this place that we would be challenged in our way that we worship, but we're able to get off the autopilot mode. We're able to get past our consumerism and thinking and focusing upon ourselves, Lord, and get past that performance mentality, that when we come and we worship You are our audience. You are the one that we are focusing on, that we are giving to. You are that one, Lord. You are that one. Pray, Lord Jesus, as we go from this place here this morning, that we can continue to grow in this here, Lord. We ask this here in your name, in your name.
2: I'd just like to give opportunity to bless Dave and his family here today. The church, there's a few people that maybe just want to surround Dave, and actually, why don't we just have, can we pray for you guys as a family, health-wise, and you have a lot coming up here, Heather and Dave, um, expecting a new one here in the next week, two weeks. We just want to bless you, your family here today, and, uh. You can receive this. Actually, why don't you guys just gather together right out? I mean, right out here as a family unit. We've we've, uh, divided you enough this week, and we want to bless you together here. Father, we thank you for the heart that we're able to see. Your heart that we're able to see through Dave. We thank you for just the the sacrifice that the Helmuth family has given to us this week. And Father, we ask that that could be a, a sweet-smelling aroma of, of worship to you today, Lord. Father, we pray a blessing of protection upon their family. We pray, pray a blessing of refreshment. Your Holy Spirit can be a comforter to this family right now. We pray protection on the, on the new life that's expected here, uh, at least to enter or release from the womb, Lord. And Father, we just pray protection there. Father, we pray that you're, you would just lead and guide them in their steps in the next few weeks here, protecting them, providing for them. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, Amen, amen and Amen. Yeah, i just uh, like to, you can continue to bless them
4: over here, whether a word of encouragement or whatever. But, uh, God, your whole family has been a part of our prayers throughout this week. We know it was a struggle and with sickness in there, and we want to just continue to bless them.